Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stuttering Springboard. This episode, we have Calvin Okulich. Imagine you're a new employee at a company who has been assigned to a very important project to launch a new medical device. As you listen to the direction of of the project, you realize from your experience that the the team is 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 going about it wrong. You you you, you struggle with a self-talk, saying to yourself, "Should I say something? And can I even get the words out?" This ex- ex- experience happened to Calvin, and yes, he spoke up and got in the project back on track. Calvin is a 24-year-old biomedical engineer working at a medical device company in Princeton, New Jersey in their research and, 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 and development Product Development Group. He is he is a lifelong stutterer, as well as a child of a person who stutters. His passions include his singing, playing a guitar and piano. Watching sports, meticulously making coffee, and spending time with his girlfriend of almost seven years. Calvin, the person who stutters, has become uncomfortable with who, who, who he is. Listen as he tells his story. Hello and welcome to the Stuttering Springboard. My name is Brian Nolan. Uh, I'm the founder of the Nolan Stuttering Foundation. And we do this podcast called the Stuttering Springboard uh, to help young people who stutter um, hear stories about people who have who have sprung up to the next level, had the grit and persistence to do that. Um, I, I love stories of young professionals just out of college who have made that first leap. And today I I have uh, the privilege of speaking with a young man who has just done just that. His name is Calvin O'Coolidge. Uh, Calvin is 24 years old. He's a biomedical engineer working in a medical device company in Princeton in the research and development and product development group. Uh, he is a lifelong stutterer um, and uh, as well as a child, a son of a father who stutters. We're gonna get into that. His other passions, passions include singing and, and playing guitar and piano, although he he's not gonna play for us today. <laughs> he watches sports. And meticulously makes coffee, and he loves spending time with with his girlfriend of seven years. Um, by the way, Calvin is also the character namesake in Joe Donahue's book called "I I I Got Next." Welcome, Calvin. How you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. It, it's his first podcast ever. 
which is uh, <laughs> which is a breakthrough for people who stutter. Yeah. I mean, the, the idea of a podcast. Um, I remember, I remember my first podcast. I was a mess. So uh, <laughs> you'll do great. Um, let's let's start with where you are uh, with what I call the big three topics mm -hmm. that I cover a lot. The big three. I'll call them yeah. acceptance, disclosure and avoidance acceptance yeah. of i'm a person who stutters disclosure i i tell people whenever i can and avoidance i work on avoiding less where do you say you where are you on that journey or that spectrum um i'm definitely a lot better um compared to when i was a kid especially with just acceptance and disclosure um one ex Sentiments I'll say is like I'm very com com comfortable with who I am. This is a part of me. It's I. I'm sure I went through my whole life. I was like I wish I didn't have this, whatever. And now I'm like this is part of me. It's what it is. I you can't change it, but it's not not horrible. It's just me. Like that's it. Um, but this. Closure was the hard was the hard one to do, especially as going through um, college and starting work. Because um, part of me didn't want it to be the topic of conversation, but part of me mm. was like, I, 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 they have to know at least at the start, so they're not kind of confused. Which to give people credit, it's not super common to hear every day so your first thought is what's happening like it's there but most of that time it's not them being rude it's just they're 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 just lost of what's happening and so took a while for me to just basically gain time there was no face new person i was talking to kind of just have to throw it out there um that's just the starting like hey just a heads up this is what i have so you may see me make faces and I, I'm not mad at you. I'm just like stuck <laughs> on a word. So, um, so over time that was a lot easier. I think the more it's one of those, you just have to do it. A few, like mm. keep forcing yourself to, and it's hard the first time, then it's a little less hard. And then by now, like, it just becomes habit. I just say it off the bat because it helps me just not worry anymore. Do you have a go-to um, line? Do you have a go-to line? That I just like, so like, because I heads up, but I have a stutter. So sometimes words will take longer to come out. Though I may look tense. It's just me getting stuck. It's like, I, that's it. And usually I just try to do it informally just to start off. Um, so that that's more important in word type calls and like the data we're all basically like I have some many like calls online now. Mm -hmm. They're harder to do. So you just have to start off so that there's no like, oh, is this happening? Or like, mm -hmm. did you lose your Wi-Fi type work? Mm -hmm. So um, so did now you, it's common. Did you um, did you disclose it uh, during the interview for the job you're at? at now and it, which is a pretty big job yeah yeah so i when i got my first interview i because i i basically sent it first via email to the uh hr rep i was doing with to just basically like show that because it was a short phone screening type thing i wanted it to not be a like topic at all during that call just prior to it so she knows then during my final interview I wasn't aware of like who it was so I kind of had to wait so the first thing I did was just say it and it it went well because that because those are gone doom as well so I had to basically make sure the thing no, I'm here. So yeah, yeah. We we say get the in the ways out yeah. of the way. I mean, we 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 who who stutter. Our biggest fear is is often being found out, huh? Yeah, 
as a oh, kid. Well, like, yeah, you spend every day trying to not be found out. It's it's bizarre as I as I even reflect upon this now. Mm-hmm. And um, so, if you can uh, get on offense there, as yeah. opposed to defense, and yeah. uh, you're you're going to get ahead of it big time. Yeah. What about this avoidance uh, situation? Again, uh, we all avoided uh, as kids, and we still yeah. avoid as adults. But do you avoid less? Where do you still avoid? Um, I avoid le- less for sure. I still avoid a lot. Um, I think that's just inherent. I mean, that's also just deal with like. I think that's just combination with just grumbled things size as well that I have but like it's more or less during like very like packed ratings if, if there's a lot of people there if there's just larger crowds like talking all much rather it's kind of hard to insert it or insert yourself in there so I often would just hang back um I do it I do it less I try to tell myself when I have something to say, it's worth saying. Um, mm. And I wish I could say it's a magic wand that will turn it on. It, then it's fine, but it's not. It takes a few tries to get yourself up, up and say it. Um, some days are easier. Like I'm, I'm sure you have the, the days that you get stuck more than others just mm-hmm. happens. Um, I find it harder on those days where I'm, I'm really struggling and I just don't feel like saying anything to chess because I just don't feel like dealing with it. And it's, um, it's weird to say, but it's, uh, it's at the last part of my like task list. I, I, I honestly just don't care. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. So, so the avoidance just comes with like, I don't have time for this myself. This is, and- this is a lot. <laughs> this is a big hurdle for me to do. You know, you're talking about crowds and, things like that, even people who don't stutter, uh, they take, they ab- avoid networking yeah. groups and, and crowds like that. I, I remember being a kid and saying, man, if I was fluent, I would be like the most social person in that crowd. <laughs> um, and then I, I learned how to, how to become more fluent. And so yeah. I, I actually became that extrovert yeah. more. And I, I, I've learned for me, it's, yeah. it's sleep and exercise gets me uh, in in control, mm. and um, I'm on the balls of my feet, not yeah. the heels of my feet. I'm on mm-hmm. offense, not defense. Again, yeah, um, yeah. I think there's always that safety net of going back on defense than it is to just stay on the offense. It's hard to keep that, and I think it's good to be real. Some days you just aren't going to be up for it, and that's okay. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, there's nothing There's a lot wrong going on. Like there's a lot going on. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think of silly situations that aren't that are actually uh, impactful. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think about years ago, not even that long ago, at Starbucks, I didn't want to order a vanilla latte yeah. because because vanilla was hard to say, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like I'm online, I'm online. Like, God darn it, I am gonna order a vanilla latte because that's what I want. And yeah. so that moment of you know truth, do I avoid or not? And when you don't order the vanilla latte, you get something else. How crappy do you feel? Oh, that's horrible. And it's worse. When it's like giving craving it for so long yeah you can almost you taste the vanilla latte yeah but then you you get like yeah no i used to do that all the time at just getting coffee if there was like oh when i was especially younger just one one word that was off i was like nope i'll just get a plain plain hot coffee thanks and like sometimes i was like i would like one that's more fancy but the the there's a line and all that, but that would helps with having like mobile 
deodorant, which I was like, man, I wish I had that as a kid. It was nice. <laughs> it saves all the time in the world, but right. I, it, part of it's like, it just, you, you had, I would force myself to just do it. And it's hard. It is yeah. hard. The first yeah. few, few, few times. I, I think uh, you, if you listen to any of my podcasts, you've, you've heard me talk to other speakers about mm. avoidance reduction therapy. Yeah. And I, I think avoidance reduction therapy um, is the hardest, but it's the most effective. Yeah. It, it's the very thing that we don't want to do, that we do it. And once we do it, we're like on the other side. Yeah. We're on the other side of confidence. We're on the other mm -hmm. side of, you know, Joe... Donaher always says that uh, the real issue is below the iceberg. It's yeah. it's the sort of how we feel about ourselves and the feelings that that stuttering brings brings on and the shame that yeah. that's really what we need to deal with. Uh, mm -hmm. The the speech is just a sound. Yep. Um, I want to jump into to your uh, family uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, your dad stutters. Um, mm -hmm. Do you and your dad, did you and your dad talk about it much? Do you talk about it much? How do you oh, talk yeah. about it? All the time. It's normal conversation. It's not weird. It's very much for, it's not forefront. We talk about it like, kind of like us to now. Like it's a, just, just a topic. We talk about it. Um, Well, we'll talk about, like, he'll tell me his stories from, from when he was younger, how he dealt with it. Um, sometimes he'll, he'll, Tell me what not to do when he did it wrong. He's like, don't follow my advice here. <laughs> but um, it's it was it it was helpful to have someone who basically walked the walk. And when when I was young, there helped helped a lot to hear. Basically, like all my like, oh, like I'm telling one who has this she's like no i had that too like uh, you may basically not that you live the same life but you almost do like with how you like mm. day by day how it's dealt with um like the times have changed but you still kind of fear the same things. so mm. that helped just talking about it and it's, having someone who just said yeah i understand what they're saying like i was that way too what, so what did your dad do related to avoidance and and like that did he uh or your mom mm -hmm. uh, order for you call the doctor for you uh do, do you know do things that you would otherwise do it was mainly by bomb wood mm. he would go ways with or the and stuff she would always call places for me heck sometimes she still does call places for me it's just like sometimes i don't have time but mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was all and she knew like even joe would tell her like dr donna her was like oh like you should like try to make him do it more because it will help him and i think i every mom bond but I'm sure I would say it's just hard seeing their child like struggle or feel scared. So I think she would just always feel bad in a sense, or like a guy would just shut down and say, no, I can't. Mm. So either way, like we had to eat food. So she would just go to a date. But um, so she was the main one who would, and it was the, the Dever in a bad and like it was always sure. out of love like just like I don't want you to mm. struggle and she felt horrible and it's it's a catch 22 because it helped me then and then over time it made the first time doing it a lot harder yeah yeah because for, you for parents listening here um mm -hmm. you know rip the band-aid off yeah uh because it, it because it, if you don't it actually hurts more and it's a negative cycle of decline because the fear becomes bigger and bigger because fear won mm -hmm. fear wins because you don't do something so it has to do it do it for you shame and fear win 
And part of being um, on on offense is is you punch shame and fear in the face. Yeah, you just you know you those are those are thoughts that you don't let take over. It's yeah. it's hard because it's um it's an instinct. Yeah, it's very hard. What um what about your sister? Is she a talkative one? Yeah, that's, I would say she's talkative. Um, but I would I would say she is. If I have one person who would always fight for me and any of the descent, it was her. Huh. Um, there was always, like if there was just someone making like a joke that she would be the first first one to step up. She wouldn't hide like she was always defensive and just like no like that's it's fine like there's no problem on that like it's normal who cares. And so I not a lot of my confidence did come from that was just pe- people like that just tell me it's no problem. Like yeah. you should, there's it's wrong to do like say those things. So it's like you are allowed to be you. It's not a problem. Is she an older sister? Yeah. God, yeah, so, God how much older is she? She's just, Three there's so she's twenty seven. Got it, got it. So she she saw your your perspective and did uh she she would jump in and tell some people to go pound sand or like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um so so you have a pretty cool job. I mean when I hmm. when I look at biomedical engineer uh that's intense and we'll go into <laughs> to who you work for because i know you, yeah. you're working on some some pretty confidential stuff um mm. but if you can maybe share with the listeners a little bit about what you do but then yeah. like what i really want to hear from you is what it felt like in college when you were thinking what am i going to do now yeah and hmm. and how much stuttering was an obstacle in your mind and what you did to battle that and I'll say win the battle to get yeah. the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my like job right now is basically doing um if there's an idea for a new radical device that, like we found there's a need in a certain area say that like that surgeons will say hey we don't we don't like this part like this part is hard we can't do it it's hard like we don't know how to go forth it's me and my team based job to find us solution so basically my job is the very front end like figure out what works it's starting from scratch trying things out seeing what works if it doesn't work move on um it's very trial and there but also you have to still kind of think it's a weird mixture try to explain it it's like oh i do try things that i don't know will work or i know things won't work i just won't try it it's a weird type mm-hmm. it, it's a very odd field to talk about my yeah. like work like that it, but it's it's unique did you know you yeah. want to do that like is that what you studied in school yeah yeah so that was my major in undergrad i got bachelor's there and uh, i wish i could say that i played a huge factor in it 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 was really just down to i like science and math that that was it <laughs> and plus i liked the school i went to the Jersey. Um, so it was basically I chose that and it, it sounded like something that would like I do like to help people in some way. And I was like, I didn't think I would do better on like front lines, like oh, like doing like nursing stuff like that. So I figured I could try to do stuff from like more in the back and technical side of trying to make it work. Mm. So, did, did, so where so what did you think about it? did you 
did you think, well, I can't do that job because I'll have to interview? Or what, what, what was going through your mind? This is only a couple of years ago, mm, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I avoided that topic until the very end. I try not think about trying to get jobs. That was always the last bit of my by mind um i was i was probably scared of it like i was scared of that topic of like oh like when i'm done it's up to me now to find a job and sell myself and i think as a stutter that's that's very hard for us Mm -hmm. to do um so i really put it off until the end um which is not good because it does again i ripped off the bending a little bit late <laughs> but um it's that wasn't the hugest like the biggest factor there but it did play a role towards the end when i thought about do i do grad school or do i just go to work and at first i was born to grad school solely because i wouldn't have to really just talk much and just be like, okay, let's just work again. But then I was like, I just want fun to work. I'm tired of school. I'm tired of the yeah. long nights. I'm tired of studying. So I was like, you know what? I, I just have to do it. And it, I did a quite a bit of kind of views and Job, job things are hard, but as a person who stutters, it's harder than that. Yeah. So yeah, um, sure. it takes a lot more planning with like the, the normal planning wise, as well as in my mind, almost planning what I, the, the, I would say to a T so that when the time came, I can't avoid words. I can't avoid things. I have to just say it. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of prep to do that. Mm. And basically the first one, again, I feel like like a common theme is the first time is hard. The mm-hmm. second time is a little bit easier until – your final one, you're kind of like, I just want a job, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's a it took a took a while. Then when it's hard knowing it takes more work at the start than yeah. someone else. Um, but it's it was worth it. In yeah. My eyes. You know what I I always did. I I always prepared extra hard. I yeah. knew I knew exactly the job that it was and why I I, I was right for it. Uh, so we always say focus on the content, not the speech, um, yeah. and it will go better. Um, you know, I, I, when we prepped the other day, you told me a story that I really wanted you to share here mm-hmm. about when you just started, and I'll I'll just do a quick setting. Uh, mm-hmm. You were super new. And someone was saying something that I guess you knew was wrong. And you were like, should I or shouldn't I speak up? Take the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was hard one for both just being new. And so just a quick some like for just a the plus the there's that. I just joined the group, so my current team now, I don't this was like two months in and um i joined and i was like man like this project like i was really on first time sounded so cool like i was like this is awesome like it's new it's innovative and i'm sitting there i'm like but there's this one aspect of test then it felt very wrong. And it was just, it was very much in the way they did it wasn't wrong. It was, there was a better way to, mm-hmm. to help them. 
And I was I was saying I'm like for weeks on end, I'm like, I I think I have the answer for them that could help them, but do do I say anything? Like I'm no it was partially one, I'm new, someone else is way older, way more qualified running this. And two is just to stop them during a talk and say it on top of that was also hard and to the finally almost felt the project was stuck like we didn't know what to do and that's when I finally was like tired of waiting around I said I think I can help you guys and I said here's how I would test this and I think it would help you more and basically, which helped me is I basically made my own job there now because of the stuff I helped them do is now what I do all day there. Huh, now, and, now you're the rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so it took, and finally I said, I this may help us because it was trying to tackle the one there's just certain problems that we can't avoid that that are there in products that mm-hmm. that they're trying to trying to bake, mm-hmm. and I was trying to find ways that we don't have to deal with them for our sake for just to test if they'll work. And the way I came up, it and the problem was that I said it way too late. Is the in my because if we are pretty paid for like a whole. St- Study the guy chose all the then we chose these uh, prototypes out, and my my test thing showed ones that should have been sent on, and we sent basically the wrong ones. I think there was like a two of them that 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 broke count it, and I was like, man, if I just talked like one month prior when I first thought thought of it i wish i just did because we would have actually kind of felt better about the project it saved probably three months of the time spent on just planning figuring out what to do next so i think that 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 was the first lesson was it was the one that yes i'm brand new but what i have to what i have to is still worth it as well as to like people don't really once you are settled into a place they they don't like hear your stutter a lot they hear what you do have to say yeah yeah and it just becomes hard work like it's yeah. no problem yeah yeah so they they now it's Calvin, as you said yeah. at the start. It's just it's mm. part of who you are. So yeah, it, it's hard for any new person in a company yeah. like that to raise a flag and go that project. I mean, here you are, probably twenty two yeah. or twenty three, and, and yeah, and you're talking to scientists and you're telling them, I think you're wrong. So yeah, <laughs> and, on, and on top of that, the stutter. Uh, good for you for banging through. Yeah. When when you were in um, high school. Did you almost not go to college or uh, what what was the college um, uh, monster like to you? Mm. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to go to college. Did you go? Did you live home and go to college or, or did you live on on campus? So I started to live on campus at first. Um, then I decided to drive up to school from just basically like I living Got home one saved money, but that was also part of it. Um, two yeah. was it was just felt more natural because I only lived twenty minutes away from school, so it just mm-hmm. felt okay. But the monster was more or less the idea of what ha- like like how to deal with college classes, courses, and stuff like that. Not the like idea of college college always that on that like i was always said that said like i have to go there like it's what i would probably sell at but the whole problem was okay like i have to go basically i have to leave a small town high school to go to a like a larger school 
compared to that. And I know fear there. Um, I basically have to start from scratch again and mm-hmm. yeah. tell them basically how I am. Try to figure out, like, do I do presentations? Do I not? Um, it was, it was, it was more hard when it, when, when college started than it was to like go, like, just like, oh, I'm kind of in there. Like, that's fine. It was once it was starting, it was reality. And I was like, oh, I actually have to tell them that, that I have this or else they won't know. And I'm just standing in the back of the room, like silent. So, yep. Yep. Did, did, did you, um, did you give presentations or did you get out of them and and give them to the teacher privately? I started out not doing them. Um, so my, my first one was not was not high school. My dinner year, I finally went up and talked and presented. And that was the first step. And I, I almost knew I had to before I went to college, just in case, like, I have to do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so first year, it was very off and on. Like, if I felt okay, I would try. But if not, I would just say, hey, like, I can't. Like, I'll type up a paper and spend longer time on it than if I just went up and talked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, I just was like, well, like I found out it took less work to just, to just talk up there than I did to write the paper. So I was like, I'm just going to talk now because it's a great time. Right. And, and over time it got more, just be, be like, go, I have to do it now. And then by the end I was doing presentations all the time, doing them almost every day. It's such a Totally, um, doing research talks at Prince too as well. So it went from very small scale to very large scale fast. Um, yeah. that but it helps with college is very fast paced. So you p- basically have to live it up then, or else you're going to be lost a little bit. That's good stuff. You and I talked the other other day about what we called the grit scale, mm-hmm. uh, which sort of it hit me as a really great topic. Uh, the grit scale is uh, when you are uh, able to persevere and and get by the toughest of times versus um, I'll call it the other side is the uh, depression scale. Yeah. Um, and can you can you tell? a time when you won and a time you didn't maybe maybe a time you didn't first and then a time where yeah. you you were high up on the grid scale and then where are you now on that grid mm. scale i would say there's there's it's sad to say there's a lot of the lower part a lot of childhood was all lower like i mm. i think a lot of it came from when like i wanted to play um like games with my f- friend and stuff, and I, I would find like some some of their friends would just be rude and stuff. That was more of the like I just started to feel horrible about it, and it's not that I lost; just, I just felt horrible. Um, and it was more like I just kept feeling down about it, which I think played a part. And like I would hide from it all and stuff, but. Um, so a lot of the times it was just me not going but I want or just not talking. I'm hiding away. Um, it was I was more s- silent than mm-hmm. both were. And I think that it was like it, it was sad that thing back on that like I was just very quiet I didn't talk much and like mm-hmm. I talked to bugs coaches for friends a lot but that was it like that was the mm-hmm. maximum 
Um, and so I, I can't really name one specific time that was bad. Like it, it was just all conversations of stuff I did was just quiet, avoiding like certain uh, situations or just avoiding enjoying by health. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say the grit really came at the end of like college where I was like I did a lot of go research and stuff and, and I just wanted to talk about it and when I was a senior I had to present out my grant work to like the the, the actual like group and like we talked about it to how I was having the worst beach day possible like in nothing was coming out and but for some reason I just said who cares like I I want to talk about it it's my work I'm proud of it and I just went and head first did not care and I had like a time limit and most of them don't go there full time because it was like pretty long. I went the full time and I didn't really care at all. <laughs> so I just went in and that was, it was, I've listened to it and that was a hard one to hear because I was like, wow, like I can't even hear if I'm saying okay, but I don't care. Like I just wanted to talk. Good for you. Good for you. And you got that out. What? So, um, if you if you can go back in time to your eighth and ninth and tenth grade self when you know the grit scale wasn't as there as, as much and if there's a young boy or girl listening to this, what would you want to say to your your younger self about the life and the perspective? That what you have to say worth it, and there's phrasing they're here there's it may feel like that that's that's your whole life that that's literally which it, i mean to, at that age it was it felt like it was your whole life um but there's so much more to it there's so much more to to you what what you like to do hobbies like friends family that that's such a small scale part of it that's really like at end of it it's just it's just how we talk we can still we can still say the same words we still speak the same language it may not sound the same as others but we still we, 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 we can still talk mm -hmm. and I just feel it's hard when you're Christy hearing like fluency all around you and then then you're not and then now that, that becomes I'm your world older. your world yeah. is you live in a fluent world and yeah and so you feel yeah you feel you feel shameful as opposed to focusing on what your gifts are and what your talents are i think for yeah. parents listening and, and and kids listening is focus on what was left in and not, you know, you and I talked the other day about when, when you were a kid, stuttering, stuttering was ever present. Yeah. Every waking moment, mm -hmm. it, it's a lens over everything. That just sucks. Oh yeah. I don't That's, know how you get away from sucks. that. And yeah. It, and then that, so that becomes, that becomes to uh, define you. Um, and and then some of that definition is is part of your empathy, is part of you being a good listener, mm -hmm. um, a kind person, um, 
and then and then when you get the grit you you bust through and then you're yeah. still a kind person a loving yeah. <laughs> person a listener but now watch out because i got grit dude <laughs> yeah i'm i'm telling you i don't think people realize the benefits it has like the the just like having that massive amount of empathy just understanding that we all have things in some way it didn't may not be stuttering who knows but you you can feel for someone and the the struggles then i don't think that's talked about enough is that i think there's a lot of pluses to how you are as a person from from all this which i i mean i'll say like i haven't met one person who's stutter so <laughs> it's got a major trivia right <laughs> I, I, I haven't met anybody who stutters that i don't like that I'll yeah that it, 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 it gives you a, exactly. a, a perspective in a, a, of the world that yeah maybe others don't let uh yeah. let's let's end with a little talk about your music so yeah. <laughs> Uh, you play a lot of music. You play guitar, piano, yeah. and you sing. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you to play Little Diddy for us, but that might not sound right. And you have a lot going on. But <laughs> when when did you start playing guitar? And um, do you do you play now professionally mm -hmm. or semi professionally? Yeah. So I started playing when I was around. I did like a short balance. That was like eight or nine which like i stopped for a while then i went back to it when i was like 11 or 12 mm. and i stuck around to it and i played i practiced with, with like god but since playing tall was about honey so i did it's been Quite a lot there, um, and I mainly started out just just having fun, and then randomly we were watching the voice, I think, and I was like, oh, like my mom goes like, let's try painting, like they just make fun and stuff. So I'm like, that as well, like I like music, so. I went and they were like crying and then then the room they're like you can sing you haven't told us this and then I'll so then it just started out and then trying to I play more for fun it's all just fun yeah. stuff like I don't I used to play like a few chairs based stuff but now it's more just for fun for friends family having fun with it. I find it just helps me more to look like that. Just, just like, like, like to not feel pressure on it. Just, just having fun. Yeah. But as I said, I, I like to get you at a uh, fundraiser. And yeah. Get, oh, yeah. And get oh. you to play for the cause, right? Starting oh, cause. Would love be great. to. Um, we're going to be, um, we're doing a uh, a trip to Ireland this mm -hmm. August. Joe and I are, are taking, um, 10 young people well 18 yeah. and and all over yeah. uh to uh ireland in a leadership uh competency program exchange mm. and we're going to be meeting with the higher higher ups in ireland and professional teams yeah. and uh so we're going to be doing fundraisers so we'll get you mm. on board that's sort of a preview for anybody right. listening here um I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that awesome well, um, listen, I really want to thank you, Calvin, for your time today out of your busy day doing biomedical, <laughs> uh, saving, uh, saving patients probably through, through new uh, technology. Um, anything you want to say, actually, anything, anything you want to say to a, a parent listening about, about talking to their kids who stutter? I, I think the more you normalize it the better 
Um, and I think a part of it is working towards embracing that thing, um, just talking to your child how it's okay. It is okay. We all, I feel knowing that people, a lot people have certain aspects that, that, that haunt them in some way. I feel it's comfortable hurting to throw that I think the more you talk to them like it's normal the more it helps because it makes them feel like oh like I'm fine like who cares it, it takes a while though it takes a while that I'm sure they don't throw it but just treat it as normal that's not have to at all it's a part of us yeah and it's just good to talk about it in a calm way excellent thanks calvin uh this will go out out in a couple weeks it'll be released uh and Mm -hmm. uh we will we will see you again soon. And uh, until then, continue to be bold, continue to be brave, uh, continue to uh, speak speak your mind fully. And we really appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much. Thank you. You bet. Nolan Stuttering Foundations, or NSF's primary purpose is to bring young people who stutter together and help them become the best versions of themselves. We do this through programming design to help them share and navigate the unique communication and psychological challenge they experience. NSF helps prepare young people to take the next step in their lives, whether it's high school, college, or, or, or your, your career. For ideas and, and contributions to the podcast, contact us at info at nolansf.org.